Welcome to the Unforgettable Conversations podcast, where every week I introduce you to people from all walks of life, from experts in their fields to ordinary people who have had extraordinary lives. I'm your host, Sandy McKenna. Once in a place where she had zero spark, not even an itty-bitty flame, my guest today suffered for years with poor health and an autoimmune diagnosis. Back in 2010, fed up with being sick, sad, and stuck, she took charge of her life and became a certified natural health professional. From there, she learned about flower essences and saw what they did for her, and at that very moment, she knew she needed to make a commitment to help others. Ever since then, she's helped countless people, me included, spark our spirit and reach our full potential. This amazing, tree-hugging, meditating, flower-picking girl who loves to be of service to the world is none other than the beautiful Heather Radke. Heather Radke, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing even better now that I'm talking to you because (laughs) you are one of the most uplifting people that I have ever had the pleasure to know. Thank you. I received that. I thank you for being here. There's so many things that I want to talk to you about, but let's start at the beginning. Let's go back to what was life for you like as a young Heather? Oh, goodness. Growing up, I was really a dreamer and I had a very chaotic childhood. My brother had childhood cancer. We're only 10 months apart and it affects the whole family unit. So growing up, it was really chaotic. I never had friends spend the night. We always said our house was like a hospital. But to me, that was my normal. That was all that I knew. I continued to be lively and spunky and sassy and found my way through what what we called our normal. You had mentioned also at one time that you were a middle child. Yes. (laughs) And so how do you get from feeling like the um, silent one in the middle to finding your voice? Oh, gosh, what a good question. I knew I always had a voice. I just didn't always feel like I was being heard. And so there's a difference there, right? So for me, it wasn't until I was really actually out of the home and finding my way in life. I I honestly don't think I really found my voice until I was in my thirties, really, truly. When I started looking at, oh, people are listening and I'm being heard that I was able to kind of bring everything full circle from being the middle child, which were so well-adjusted and middle children kind of take the energy of the whole family and they are the the shapeshifters of the family where they have this responsibility of holding everybody, the container for everybody. So yeah, it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I actually felt like my voice mattered. You've done some really interesting things in your life. You were an NFL cheerleader. I was. (laughs) And how was that experience for you? Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. People always think cheerleaders are, you know, ditzy. We had some amazing, smart, beautiful pharmacists on our squad. I did it for three years. I cheered for the Buccaneers, which was back in the day in the Sombrero, the old Tampa Stadium, when we wore that uh, orange creamsicle color. I danced my whole life and I was looking for a way to express myself further after high school. So when I was in college, I was on the squad for three years. It was so much fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. You also have a, a long, successful marriage, and you're married to a former, a successful professional baseball player. Yes, I am. Yes, he played for the Minnesota Twins his whole career. His name's Brad, and we've been married almost 28 years. We are still navigating, <laughs> always learning and growing and shifting and 
a long marriage is a moving part. You know, you have to kind of move with it and meet each other where you're at at that time. So, but yes, baseball was a beautiful life. It was a masterclass on humanity and how to handle stress. Yeah, I, I imagine it is. And you have two wonderful sons. I do. So you're yes. a mom as well. I am. My boys are Casey's 26 and Ryan's 22. So how do you balance all of that during that time? You, mm-hmm. You're barely finding your voice at this point. You're a mom of two boys. Your husband is in the spotlight. So where are you in your life at that at that point? Oh, You know, at that point, I was really relying on my family. My mom and my dad were super helpful. They came out to Minnesota and helped us a lot. I was never a person, like a nanny person, nothing against that. Just for me, I had the support of my family. And that's how I navigated was just when things were hard or, you know, all of us got the stomach flu, my mom would fly out and help and kind of lean in, in ways that maybe she wasn't able to when I was smaller, just because our family was really focusing on my brother the friendships that I made in baseball, I still have today. My husband retired in 2006. He's been out of the game for a long time. And I still have that community, especially when the babies were younger, we would really get together all of us in our apartments and just have just girl time. It was so fun. (laughs) So now you move into um, the 2000s and you're finding a new passion. Yes. And you become a certified holistic practitioner. Yes. What exactly is that? (laughs) Well, I was trying to find a way to, our family had toxic mold in our home in 2005, 2006, towards the end of my husband's career. And we were all really not feeling well, especially me. I, I was having all these mystery illnesses and I wanted to find a way to help my family heal and to move toxins through our body. And so I started diving into what was working for me, the medical community was great and it was able to help me up to so far. And then I was like, there has to be something else. And so I became at that time, I was a certified natural health professional and just looking for ways to primarily help my family. And then I realized that I could help other people as well. And that leaning into that. And I believe that we learn to teach. And so being able to just show the way for other people that are having struggles in their life around health. And you have a really amazing practice and you do a lot of different things in that practice. And I've been very fortunate to be able to experience that and truly feel that it is life shifting. It's really amazing. And one of the things that you do is breath work. Can you explain a little bit about what breath work is and what it does for someone? Absolutely. Well, we all breathe every day, right? The style of breath work that I do is holotropic in nature, meaning that when I hold breath work ceremony, and I do other styles of breath work as well, when I'm with a client one on one, I may teach them stress relieving, box breathing, things like that. But the style of breath work that I do in ceremony is to take people to their edge, to do a deep breathing style so that they can bypass the conscious mind and get into the subconscious. And that is where the magic is because. When we are able to get out of our heads, that desire and that need to control and just allow the body, allow the breath to take us on a journey, we can heal so many things. I hold such a safe and sacred container. It's really important to me that people feel held in that container. It's it's illuminating. It's transforming. Breath is amazing. And you also lead guided meditation. Yes. I love meditation, but I'm not really good at doing it on my own because I feel like my mind wanders and, you know, I'm, I'm trailing off and I don't feel like I'm in the moment, but I love a guided meditation. Can you explain a little bit about that? 
yes, you are a really great person for guided meditation. When I was walking you through it, you went right in. Like I can see when the, when somebody's overthinking and, but you were just so surrendered. And I want to honor that because it was absolutely magical what we experienced together. So yeah, I, I don't have like a plan or a script, just whoever is on my table, whatever we talked about coming into the session. I just have this connection and this ability to be able to walk people through a journey to help them heal. And sometimes it's about getting to that inner child and rediscovering playfulness or having our inner child give us a gift that we may have forgotten about her. A lot of us that come from trauma in our homes, we forget those little pieces of ourselves. So guided meditation, whether it's like a full moon circle with women or it's never scripted, it's just always on the fly, which is always um, fun and interesting and crazy sometimes. (laughs) And I get that because my um, conversations are always unscripted. And I like it that way because I feel it's more authentic. Yes. When you don't script everything, you have singing bowls and Mm -hmm. they are just glorious and beautiful and mystical. Explain a little bit about how that works. So that's tone and vibration and the resonance is healing. The singing bowl that I use with you is actually a heart energy center, a heart chakra bowl, because we were diving into some big heart issues and the sound, everybody relates to sound. Meditation might be weird or woo woo for some people. You play a singing bowl and it just does something that the whole vibration of the room shifts and changes. It helps settle the nervous system, brings you back into balance. So I use them in my sessions Um, I'm actually going to go a little bit deeper. I'm learning uh, more about singing bowls. I just use them intuitively and some training, but I want to go a little bit deeper just to see how I can serve people even more with the magic of singing bowls. And then there's the drum or drums and how do they work? Uh, I love the drum. (laughs) I use a hand drum and it's some call it a shamanic drum. I use the drum during breath work to drive the energy and to really get people in their body. So the way that I use the drum, I turn it towards the body. So when I pound the drum, it goes into the body. Um, I like to use it in private sessions as a way to get people just to tap into their heart. So I'll play a heartbeat or anything like that. But the the drum is a guide. It's this beautiful tool to, um, to bring vibration into the body and to just make people feel alive and also drive energy. And it can be super soothing too, just doing a hand drum, just playing like that. But drums are magical. They're just absolutely such a great guide in my work. And collectively, when you put all of these things together, it's an incredible experience. And for those people who think, like you mentioned, oh, it's woo-woo and it's, it is not at all like that. I'm not a person who um, gravitates towards things that are uncomfortable. <laughs> so for me, it was so amazing. It was enlightening and it was uplifting and it really shifted. When I was with you, we were dealing with the death of my daughter, which Mm. is a really difficult thing. And it's something that for many years I had held on to this grief and this guilt and all of this thing. And through the different modalities that you exposed me to, I was able to really just kind of let a lot of that stuff I've been internalizing go. Others can experience it because you do this experience online as well. How does that work? I have a lot of people that I work with virtually. I love 
in person, it's just not always possible. Mm -hmm. So I work with people all over um, and my sessions can be catered to virtual. It's a little different. The drum doesn't resonate the same, but I have other tools that I can use to take people on the same journey without just being in person. And I, I love my virtuals. It's so um, it's a wonderful way to bring people back to wholeness and just give them little tips and tools, how they can step forward in their truth even more. Well, I think it's amazing. And I think that the more people you reach, I mean, I'm a devotee now. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) And and the more people that you can reach and that can experience the gifts that you have to share, it's unbelievable. I just think it was unbelievable. But all of this aside, your real passion is flower essence. I had never heard about flower essence before you. I mean, I had smelled flowers and I love flowers and I um, love essential oils, but Mm. I had never heard of flower essence and it's really something remarkable. Can you explain a little bit about that? I can. So flower essences are the best way to explain how they work is they are energy. It's vibration. And so uh, again, another word that triggers people, we're all energy, right? You know, you have a plant that's not doing well. You play it a little music, give it a little love. That's all vibration. That's all energy. The difference between an essential oil and a flower essence is an essential oil is volatile. You can taste it, smell it, touch it. It has a texture. Flower essences are the vibrational energy of a plant and flower material that can bring out of balance emotions back into balance. And they work. They are absolutely so healing, so transformative, so gentle, no contraindications. You can do flower essence therapy with any um, conventional medications and things like that. I, I absolutely adore them. I experienced them too. You made a flower essence specifically for me because that's how you do it. You make every person, it's not a one size fits all. Everything is made just for that person and what they're experiencing. And I've been using my flower essence that you made for me four times a day. And I have slowly felt a shift. And one of the things we were going for, for me was calm and peace because it's been a long time since I felt calm and peaceful and I'm feeling calm and peace, but it's not like a tranquilizer or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's nothing. It's, it doesn't affect you in that way. And it's subtle. It is a very subtle thing that you don't notice as time goes on that I'm taking these drops in my water, my coffee, and I just don't even think about it, but I notice the way that I feel has shifted and I feel that peace and that calm. And it's unbelievable because I didn't ever think about that. You have a story about, was it OCD? My son. In 2010, when I was helping my family heal and, and studying all these different modalities, I did nutrition school. I did all these things to try to figure out how to help my family. And I was studying naturopathy. And at that time, my son was 10 and he was diagnosed with OCD, severe OCD. So we did all the things we did exposure therapy and he would have to go to a psychiatrist at at the hospital clinic and they would make him like touch dirty things and then touch his face and exposure therapy. And we did it for like three months and I wasn't seeing a huge shift. I almost felt like things were just staying the same. I also want to honor that field. Like there, it is such a needed field. It's to even have a diagnosis for us was just like life-changing because it made a lot of sense for us. 
but nothing was really shifting. So I was talking to a teacher when I was studying um, to become a naturopath. And she said, Heather, we've already covered this. Go back to the flower essences and, and get crab apple for him. Crab apple is the flower essence that is for OCD tendencies, perfectionism, repetitive actions, not liking things about yourself, nitpicking how you look, things like that. And in adults, perfectionism in this way shows up for us women who, if somebody knocks on the door and you you like crawl away because you don't want the person in your house because your orange juice is out. Like that's that's a form of perfectionism. You know, I've done that before. I'll be be like, oh, I didn't have on a bra. And so I made him an elixir, a one ounce um, bottle with spring water. And I put two drops of crab apple. And in three days, he was a completely different kid, completely different kid. And I was like, is it this, is it this simple? Not to say that that psychiatric, you know, that's all needed for my family that worked, there was a shift in him. And so I started leaning into, okay, if this can make him better, I want to start looking at all of the illnesses in my life. I had Graves disease. They took out my thyroid. They took out my appendix. They took out my gallbladder. Like I had all of these health issues, kidney stones, gallbladder stuff. I wanted to start looking at if this can shift his emotions, what's going on with the illnesses that I was having a diagnosis with celiac diagnosis. And I started looking at what's behind all that in the throat. The thyroid is all about not having a voice. Kidneys are fear. Gallbladder is anger, unresolved bitterness. So I started playing with the flower essences and just completely shifted the trajectory of where I wanted my career to go away from helping people with nutrition and helping people with detoxing and going, Hey, what's behind this? What's the emotion behind this? And just watching little onion layers coming off of people. It's absolutely transformative. What flower essences can do truly. Like you said, there's no side. So there's no downside in trying it. So the way that I do my sessions, we talk, we go, we may do a guided meditation or a little bit of breath work. We come back in, I make the custom blend. Every time that someone comes and sees me, we make a new blend because the old blend is for the old layers. And as we peel back the, the, the layers, sometimes people will feel a shift within 24 hours. It's a little bit of an extension of the actual session. Some people, it can take up to three weeks. So some people will say to me, oh, why is the flower essence not working? You have to take it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So to piggyback on what you were saying, there are no side effects. There can be subtle, subtle shifts. So if you are moving through grief and grief comes up, allow it. Mm -hmm. So it can uncover things, but it's never anything like you're at a business dinner and you're like, oh, let me deal with my anger. It's not like that at all. They're very, very subtle in vibration. And, and things may come up and you just work through it. And sometimes I'll have somebody pull back. It's just all about just communication. It's never a rip the bandaid off um, kind of thing. And it's, it's always so gentle and beautiful because we hold those emotions in our body. So they have, they have to come through somewhere, you know? And how does somebody start like going into a new year and everybody is trying to find something new, whether it's, they want to lose weight or they want to get um, fit or they want to find themselves or become mentally more in tune. Do you have any tips that you can share that somebody can do and implement to get feeling better? I think the most important thing, especially the holidays trigger a lot for a lot of us, you know, crazy aunt Sally or whatever, the end of the year is the perfect time. 
I don't really like New Year's resolutions because I, I think there's so much perfectionism and failure around if it doesn't work. I'm all about taking 10 minutes and just feeling into your body, closing your eyes, just connecting with your body and just becoming fully present in yourself because everybody puts on pounds or whatever, all the things that happen during the holidays. So what I like people to do is to just really come back in their body, you know, cause we leave to cope, come back in their body and ask themselves, what is it that isn't serving me anymore? As I go into this new year, what is it that's not serving me anymore? It could be a friendship, like a 30 year friendship that is just draining. It can be the way that you talk to yourself. It can be the way that you feed and nourish your body. It can be the way that you show up in relationships. And so just doing a little inventory of what can I remove from my life that isn't serving me anymore? Or how am I disserving other people? And then bringing in what serves you. So that can be creating new rituals around getting outside and enjoying nature. Because for me, it's not all about like get, get outside and work out, connect. So it's all about reconnecting to the truth of who you are. So try new things, find something that makes you happy. Try a yoga nidra class. It's all about sound and meditation and awareness of the body. Find a way to reconnect with the truth of who you are within your body, not seeking external validation from all the things, you know? Amen. (laughs) No, truthfully, because that just speaks to what I'm searching for, especially in this time in my life, is some kind of peace, Mm -hmm. some kind of peace. And I think you deliver that. Thank you. (laughs) I just think it's been such a crazy time the last few years. A lot of us find ourselves going, wait, was that last year? Was that five years ago? Was that last month? There's this weird sense of time that's been so distorted. And I think what's really important right now is just leaning more into love. And there's so many opinions. There's so much muggle. I'm seeing families being broken apart by opinions and each of them feels valid in their opinions. And so I just think it's so important, especially in the new year, going into more love, less judgment. Oh, you know what? I think that may be my mantra for the year. Okay. More love, less judgment. Honestly, I think that's a great way to end our conversation. And as always, whenever I'm with you, it's unforgettable. And I thank you so much, Heather, for coming today and talking to me. My honor. You are amazing. And you're, what you're bringing to the, to the collective is so needed your, your joy and your peace that you're walking in. So I want to honor you. Well, thank you. Heather is such a kind and calming presence. Her passion for serving others is evident to everyone she meets. I hope you felt that in our conversation today. She's an extraordinary woman. You can find her online at heatheradkeyholistics.com and check out her incredibly beautiful, inspiring, and uplifting Instagram, heatheradkeyholistics. I'm sure you've heard the saying, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I've been there and I've done that. The older and hopefully wiser I get, I've opened myself up to new possibilities, trying new things, and in turn, I've been experiencing different and much more desirable results. Sometimes it takes an earth-shattering event to take you out of your comfort zone. Sometimes it's simple as just trusting and trying. I don't know if even a decade ago, I would have believed that leaning into breathing or listening to a drum or a crystal bowl or flower essence could totally improve and transform my life. 
but it has. Perhaps it came at a time when I was ready to receive it. It was my time to pivot. If you don't like where you're at and you want to change where you're heading, maybe it's time for you to pivot, to try something different. You might just be surprised where it takes you.